0: Welcome back. This episode has been pre-recorded and currently while you are listening to this, I will be on vacation in Wyoming and I am so excited to have a member of my family on today. His name is Chris and I'll let him just introduce himself to you guys really quickly.
1: Hi, as Anna stated, my name is Christopher and I am in the process of transferring to a coll- another college right now. I just finished my freshman year in April, and I'm on summer vacation right now, summer break, and Anna asked me to speak on today's podcast, and I was more than happy to be able to do so.
0: Yeah, so if you have not figured out by now, this week's episode is going to be on everything college. I know we've had multiple discussions over Instagram with many of you who listen about the decision of college and what is best for you, Um, looking into different resources and also just discussing what it looks like to go to college in today's culture and society. So today we're going to be talking about that and I guess the first question I have for you Chris is what are some misconceptions that you have heard or you have experienced about college?
1: This question is a tough one because there's a lot to discuss. But from my first year in college, I have a few different ideas that I wanted to talk about. The first one is roommates. Um, it is totally different than living with friends and family um, and strangers, complete strangers, if that. Um, for me, I went from three siblings to one person in an enclosed space. Totally different people. It was it was crazy. But the first misconception I would say is a lot of people say that um, you need to be best friends with your roommate. Some people would say that, but you don't really have to. Most people don't. Um, but for me, I personally would like to have known my roommate before going to college. So I would say that like the people that say um, you don't need to know who your person is, I would disagree with that because for me it was really important that I kind of knew something about him because like there's things that like the temperature in the room (laughs) like some people like it warm some people like it cold for me my roommate had it to the lowest like the coldest possible all first semester which it was August which was fine because it was hot outside so I didn't really mind but then he had a fan for noise canceling and I was just like this is cold in my room I shouldn't have to be wearing hoodies in August so (laughs) it was really crazy and then but overall, like I think it's important that you just kind of ask basic questions about your roommate, like what time they go to bed. Because everyone fills out that questionnaire that you get sent to ask, mm-hmm. what are you most like? What most like? Are you a tidy person? Are you an early riser? Are you a night owl? Like, what do you mostly do? So I would say that like dig a little deeper, ask them if you can talk to them first before you officially say. Because like for me, I went to a college that I knew nobody. Like nobody was going there that I knew. Um, and so it was really crazy that I got there and then we just started that from day one. And I have a lot of stories that I would like to share. And the most important one is is make sure that... They usually make you sign like a roommate agreement where you don't do certain things. Mm-hmm. But for my roommate, he took my peanut butter and jelly when I was on fall break.
0: <laughs> I got multiple messages about that one, by the way. I, I was involved in that little story. <laughs> yeah.
1: and, and also... <clears throat> I would also ha- like to say, um, if you were over the age of 18 in your college, mm-hmm. I believe that you are more, you should have more responsibility. My roommate tried to tell me when I needed to go to bed, which was not cool. It was a Friday night and I was playing games right. and he was on the phone too. And then he was like, oh, I'm tired I need to go to bed. I was like, okay, go to bed. He was like, Chris, your computer is really bright. And I was like, it's my computer. Yeah, I can't <laughs> Wait, really do much.
0: Do you want to tell listeners how that came came about? Like what happened after he said that?
1: I kind of, like, said no. I, I was like, mm, I'm not going to do that. And he was like, okay. And then, like, a little bit later, he, came, he was like, Chris, I'm going to bed. Can you turn that off? And I was like, yeah. I'll turn it off in, like, 30 minutes. So I kind of compromised. Because I was going to stay really late. It was a Friday night. I have obviously church Sunday morning so it's my weekend I studied all week I did what I needed to so I could enjoy the weekend and instead of going out with people I just wanted it to be in the weekend because I was tired from the week so I just wanted to play video games and be on phone call with a friend and whatever and I was just like bro this is my room too like get you a night mask
0: (laughs) didn't you end up getting a uh like a green screen oh that was second semester
1: Basically, <laughs> I was already trying to create a setup in my room when I got back for second semester with my friend. And I went and I got a green screen because I was like, before it was on Christmas break, I got a green screen. And I, was like, I was like, I need to have privacy in my room because me and my roommate, we were our desks were right next to each other. We were in a closed space. This is like the smallest space I've ever been in pretty much. And it was just really cool that I was able to get that. And then the first thing that he b- was bothered by was that like I got lights and everything in the room like LED lights which oh no. is fine right. if he has a problem with it but it was like i share the space too the light was on he was always and our light keep in mind our light was like if you've ever been in a classroom you know how like ugly the lights are the lighting is awful and it's just like this white beam and it's that's just it. It that's this kills you. And the same situation in the dorms dorm, and the dorm was so bad it was just like awful to be in there so i was like i was trying to brighten up the room when it was dark i was like you know i i, I want to be comfortable in my room i want to be able to enjoy this cuz i'm in here a lot mm-hmm. and so i was like okay I'm gonna be in there. So we got the green screen. And then he was like, yeah, that's really big, Chris. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I I need to have space.
0: So, So for those listening, what would be your piece of advice? I guess like while we talk, we can just kind of give snippets of advice. What would be your piece of advice for like hard situations? If someone who's listening who's in college or about to be in college and has a roommate, what's a piece of advice?
1: peace keep the peace as long as possible um definitely if you're comfortable going to an ra or actually just discussing with your roommate first for me i went as many times as possible i was like hey we're not going to do this as in my room too." i discussed i was like hey let's try to work this out and then the next step was going to the ra i was like hey we're having some disagreements second semester and then it just didn't fix and so i had to move out so basically i would just say try to keep the peace do all you can because i mean you're, you're you're on a team so work together to Try to do as much as possible. But if it doesn't work out, all else fails. Just you got to move out. You got to do what's best for you.
0: And how much power does an RA have?
1: Uh, essentially. Actually, it's really powerful. For us, since I'm attending a, a Christian college, uh-huh. um, we had weekly room checks, and they were like, they would come in every night, curfew. We had curfew right. at midnight on weekdays, and on the weekend it was 1 a.m. So. Um, they would come in or like in the dorms. They would go door to door, make sure you're in your room or whatever. Because then, if you were in the dorm building, you could just be like, right. "Hey, I'm hanging out with a friend." Or if you were gone for the weekend, you already signed out, so they already had the notification that you weren't there. But basically, they have a lot of power because like, if you're friends with the RA, I mean, they can be like, "Hey, you're, if you're out past one a.m. on the weekend, they're not going to go and tell anyone." I mean, like, it's, right. it's not that big of a deal, but it's really a lot of power because they're the ones that you want to get close to because they can help you out if you're having situations where it's like for me I was like hey I was like yeah. there I was like is there an empty room available mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known that because if I wasn't close to R I wouldn't have had the courage to go to him and be like hey I'm wanting to move out how can I do this
0: right so did, did you tell listeners what college you attended last year uh,
1: I attended Oklahoma Christian University
0: and what year were you going into
1: uh, I was a freshman.
0: Yeah, he started his first year of college. So we're basically kind of reviewing his first year of college and tell him where you're trying to transfer to.
1: At the moment, I'm trying to transfer to SAGU, which is Southern Assembly God University. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it is.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I
1: may, I'm. No, I'm no, delusional is. sometimes. Yeah.
0: Um, So, he not only has the perspective of college, but he also has the perspective of going to a Christian university, which is something that some people try to stay away from. Some people, like, that's their only goal is to get into a Christian college. Others are, like me, where they are looking at different avenues. So, I feel like today's conversation is very vital because everyone is in a different position. Everyone wants to do different things, and the world needs who you need to be, you know, like God has called you to a position and that's where you should be. So I think today's episode is really vital. So do you have any other misconceptions? I yeah, do. Yeah, but le-
1: before that, let me correct myself. Southwestern is something like God. I, okay. <laughs> I, I sometimes mess up with no, it. No, you're good. Um, the next one I would like to talk about is basically, um, friends. Uh, a lot of people, uh go transition is a huge transition your senior year you graduate and what do you do next some people don't know some people are going to school some people are like i need to hold on to these friendships it was one of the hardest things for me was to let go of some certain friendships that i had my whole life um it's really sad whenever you see your friends go but you know they're yeah. they're doing their own thing and you're proud of them
0: okay so we're talking about misconceptions
1: yeah <clears throat> so for friends like i said like Everyone's doing their own thing. But it was one of the hardest things was to let go of people and you know you're moving on. But everyone's room is open and so that first day is vital because you want to meet as many people as possible. You may not be close to them, but like everyone's room is open. Everyone's doing things. Everyone's moving around, helping each other move in. And you just meet so many people and you, that's the first day. And so the first couple days to weeks are very important, like building community and building friends because you're going to need those people. Yeah. Um, and so I would say that like the misconception would be, oh, you have to be best friends with the people that you were in high school with. Like, you have to hold on to those mm-hmm. friendships really tightly.
0: I think that also answers the question of those who are anxious about going to somewhere either, like, if someone decided to go to a university or college that's far away from home, and they're afraid they're not going to make those friendships. I
1: Absolutely. Think, yeah. That's totally true. Yeah. Like, my twin brother, like, in Kentucky. Right. Like, he has his friend group here in Stugler yeah. that he hangs out with. Mm-hmm. But then when he goes to Kentucky, it's like he has his friend group there. And so it wasn't hard. Like, if you're a social person, if you're easygoing, like, and you have... Your- and I would your- even
0: think, like, with the open door situation, even if you're not that kind of person where you're, like, more introverted on the introverted scale, yeah. I think it would still, like, make a connection. Like, people from all corners of life yeah. are there, and you'll, you'll have to connect with someone For sure. at some sure Like,
1: my old roommate, he... Like, wasn't interested in the same thing that I was, which is totally fine. We had to be best friends. But he he just started hanging out with the people that I was hanging out with. And he just became more good friend, like good friends with them right. more than I did, which is awesome. Like, you, like, everyone just connects in so many ways in college. They have so many, like, events that you can go to to help you build community. You just got to be plugged in. You got to stay involved. And it's just a misconception is that you have to hold on to the same people. Like, those people are wonderful. And I'm extremely thankful for the friendships that I still have. But at the same time, like after high school, you move on. You know, it's right. one of those things.
0: Just like stages of life. Yeah,
1: you yeah. just it's like you're building and growing. Mm-hmm. And then another misconception I had, which would be like professors and like high school. This ties into high school as well. I don't know if you've ever heard of the statement that that college professors are not going to go easy on you. This is going to be it's going to be really hard. It's going to be totally different. Nothing's going to be like it. That is one of the biggest lies I've been told. Um, a lot of professors are easygoing and they will help you out as much as possible. Like if you go to them, they'll even curve exams. If you have an exam and you don't do the greatest as a like a total class or exam, they'll just bump it up maybe ten points, fifteen points. And that's a huge lifesaver. And they just do, and they're just people too. And it's really cool. It's nothing like high school. That's for sure. Um, it's really cool. Yeah. it's really cool that professors are nice most of the time. Mm-hmm. I had a situation where I had a professor who was not <laughs> the nicest. And <sighs> what an adventure. That's a story for another time. If you would like to know about the story, ask me. Because I would love to share it. But that right. is a long story. Yeah, it is. Very long story. Um, but it basically just, <sighs> why, my biggest advice.
0: Why do you think that, like, high school teachers, because I'm going into my senior year of high school. Why do you think high school teachers over-dramatize The college experience and
1: what that is? Some of them I think didn't really get a true college experience. Mm -hmm. Everyone's experience is different. And some of them I think are trying to just pour into students' lives and they're trying too hard. Just a little
0: bit too much. And
1: they're like, oh, like they're just, I don't know. I really don't, I've never really known that. I question that a lot of the time because I'm like, why did they say this was like nothing like, Uh like, it's nothing like high school. To me, my junior year of high school was a lot harder than my freshman year of college, which is really crazy. And I I know we dealt with COVID, but it was just classes and everything, chemistry, geometry, the workload was a lot different. But in college, the professors are there to help you. Like they, they enjoy it and they're going to help you. And so I just, misconception is that it's like, Just that the professors are always rude. They don't want to help you out, which is totally wrong. I think
0: to kind of speak to that, I have heard of experiences of people who haven't been to a Christian college who are at either Baylor University or any of those big state universities, and they have had a different experience with this. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wanted to talk to that for just a second because they said that they had an opposite experience where they – had a professor ask them for a little bit of leniency and they didn't receive it. So I think that just kind of feel out your campus and maybe that might be a part of searching for a campus if you are deciding to go to college is kind of feel out the teacher student ratio.
1: That all classes you take are gonna be exam weighted heavily. What I mean by that is is that most classes, you're gonna have exams, quizzes, whatever your work there are some classes that you're going to read a book right. and you're going to discuss it in class. There are just some classes that you're going to get hands-on experience and they're going to bring in people from the real world and they're going to help you with what you're doing and they're going to show you what it means to do this career. Because like a lot of your freshman year really is just about gen, general education if you didn't do like a concurrent study, like taking college classes in high school. If you didn't do that, it's really going to be gen eds. And some classes you're going to take as well, um, mandatory ones, whatever. You have to get out really early. Everyone knows which yeah. gen eds. And then some are just your degree. But I would say that some people would say that um, it's like tests all the time, Mm -hmm. which is so not true. Most professors will follow like a four-week schedule where it's like every four weeks you have an exam, and then you'll have like a final. And some professors won't even do a comprehensive final, which means that you just won't have all the material from the semester, just have like a regular four-week exam, all the material within four weeks, and that's what you do. So I would say that that's a huge misconception and a lot of people were like, oh, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was, which was me. Because, I mean, remember That's in good. my classes in high school, yeah. we would have, like, comprehensive all the time. Mm-hmm. And we'd have exams, like, every, or tests every week. And they were a lot harder. Papers. And there's just so much yeah. to do. And, like, for my Comp 2 course, I had maybe, like, a, I had one research paper. And it was eight pages for, like, for a, the entire and semester. And I had goodness. to work on it throughout the semester. Right. And that, which is not bad. And I, and it wasn't, that was not a hard class. Like, it was an online class. It wasn't really hard. Like, the professor was good. Like, they emailed me, and it was, it was really good. Nice. And then one of the last misconceptions I have would probably be, like, clubs, fraternities, sororities, uh-huh. that type of getting involved. It is so important to find your group, but you don't have to feel pressured to get involved in, like, everything that your friends are doing. Like, you be you, stay true to you. Do what you can feel committed to. Um, but remember you got to do your time management. Not everyone pulls all nighters mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't do a single all nighter. I don't think I stayed up till 5am on the weekend one time and I went to bed because I was exhausted. Yeah. Like I did, I studied and if you do your studying, you'll be fine. You time manage, you'll be fine. You do what you need to do. Get your priorities straight. Cause if you're, if you're in college for the social aspect, that's a huge part of it. Awesome. Totally awesome. But if you're in college, you need to be serious about getting a degree. That's what you're in college for. You're paying a lot of money. So be serious about it. Um, So if you're not committed to it, I say just try to find something else. I mean, it's a huge time commitment. you got to put in the work if that's what you want. So I would say a huge misconception would all wrap around with would be like just studying, like getting involved and do what you feel comfortable with doing. Mm -hmm.
0: And talking about time management, a lot of people talk about going to college for like a good time, partying,
1: Hmm. all that
0: type of stuff. I, I have a Few people I know who are going just for that. If you are spending tens of thousands of dollars on a decree degree, um, do you think that that's a waste of your time?
1: Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> as a Christian, one, I don't believe that you're going to be fulfilled by a party. You're not going to be filled like by, by sex drugs and whatever else you're getting involved in. No shame to those who have ever done that. Like, I don't hate people who have ever gotten involved in that and who do that right now. But I just don't think that in college, like, my type of party is listening to music going, like, on the highway, listening to music, driving with a group of people. Yeah, safely, obviously. Seatbelts. Everyone has to wear a (laughs) seatbelt. But just listen to music, maybe having a volleyball night where you go to the volleyball nets and you just play volleyball just go out to eat just there's a lot of different things that you can do but it's not always about partying especially at a christian campus obviously there's rules right. against that <laughs> but i mean like even then at other campuses you'll find like there's also christian clubs there that you get involved in And if you're not a christian like you can just still find people that are just not into that because not everyone is into that so i would say like i haven't experienced that at another college but i mean like for me at my college like there was a lot of people who were like had experienced that before because they weren't really interested in that either. And there are a lot of people who aren't Christian on the campus, mm-hmm. but also aren't interested in partying. Like right. it's not—it's one of those things that, like, it's—it's it's not really something that a lot of people will just want to do all the time.
0: While we talk about um, college and all things future jobs and careers, I want to tell you guys about a book. So. There's a book called Durable Trades, and it's by Rory Groves, great author. The subtitle for the book is called Family-Centered Economics That Have Stood the Test of Times. And I was actually gifted this book by an AFA editor, and it was just so surreal to have him talk to me about just my future and what was to come. So it gave me so much inspiration to actually talk about careers with others because I felt unequipped and didn't really know what I was talking about. And so after reading this book, I was encouraged because it talked about different careers like agriculture and being an architect, different things and different careers like that, that essentially you can skip the four-year traditional college and maybe seek out a trade school or look at a technical school that would train you well for that career and that job and make you successful in only 2 years depending on what the path you take. So those are those are encouraging, but I wanted to ask Chris because this is a big question. This is the million dollar question mm-hmm. because we talk about well what qualifies you to go to college and maybe like when you think about college, the career you've set your mind to should it require college or should it not so my question for you is who would you recommend college to one
1: i would say if you even have the slight idea about going to college do your research Mm -hmm. um if A lot of people are like, I don't know what I want to do with my life, Mm -hmm. like their senior year of high school. A lot of high school teachers will be like, well, you need to know. You need to get this done. You need to go to college. That's not the only option. There's so many different options out there. And for some, going to college is very important. And it's maybe history in their family that everyone goes to college. Maybe their parents are paying for them to go to school. That's a really great opportunity. I would say that if your career that you kind of know what you want to do, Hat makes you go to college like a doctor, like obviously you're going to go to school for that. Um, Do it. I think that those are very good options and they're teaching you things that you need to know. But I would say that for personal experiences, if you have already had connections with people and you're already getting personal hands-on experience in the career that you want, Mm -hmm. what's the point of going to college? You already have the experience and you're already doing it. Why do you need to go get the degree? You're already qualified since you're doing it right now. That makes sense? Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd say it's not very like, Everyone can go to school if they want to go. Right. But at the same time, if you don't want to go, don't feel forced to go. There's so many different options in the the world that we live in today. There are so many different options that your field, like for Christians, your mission field is everywhere that you go. So there's so many different things that you can do. Yeah. And so I just think that that idea that, oh, you need to go to college is just... I don't know. I don't see it. I think that everyone, there's so many different paths to get to where you want to be.
0: I think that a lie that has spread a lot is that because you've chosen to not pursue college means that you aren't pursuing further education. I think that is the biggest lie ever because technical schools, they will actually give you a degree. You get a degree. Um, uh, Trade schools, you get a degree for Being a technician or a plumber or a woodworker, any of those fields, you get a degree because someone is going to have to hire you for that specific career. And so I think that that's a big lie that you're not going to learn more if you don't choose to go to a four year school. And on the opposite end, I think that (coughs) maybe sometimes if we're looking, and based off the book that I read um, with, the different careers like being a doctor being a lawyer going to school um, for like even I would say teaching many people have gotten a degree in like business or um, home economics and like we had on the podcast the other week Madison had home economics and then she got a certificate in teaching for that specific um degree plan right mm-hmm. and She used that. So I think that for different careers, God is going to shut some doors, open some windows. (laughs) So the question I asked before was, who would you recommend college to? So I guess a follow-up question I have is, would you recommend college to everyone?
1: No. In the society we live in, there's so many different options for so many different people. Um, The basic four-year, eight-year, however long schooling is for people isn't necessary for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have experience and you're already in a career that you enjoy um, getting that degree, what more would it bring? You know, like, I mean, for maybe salary increase other than that, I mean, there's not much more to it if you're already in the field that you want.
0: So if someone was to skip everything, skip college, not even like look into a trade school, what would be your recommendation for a next step?
1: See, as someone who's in college right now, I don't necessarily have like the experience for that, but I do know that for anybody, it's important to be building connections and outreach. Like anywhere you go, even if you're in college, no matter what you're doing, like it's it's useless to get a degree if you don't know anyone. If you go, if you spend all your time just getting the degree and not building connections with people, then it's pointless because you're not gonna have anybody who can be your reference. If you're not getting experience while you're in college and having and building up your resume, then there's no point. So I would say for someone who's not doing the average, what everyone else is doing, the norm, I would say it's important just to continue building up experience. Mm-hmm. It may not be exactly what you want right now, but it goes for anyone. Like maybe in 10 years down the road, you'll be you'll see yourself where you want to be at.
0: Right. Yeah. There's a really incredible story of this um, business owner who decided not to go to college. He knew it wasn't for him. And I think that with how much education has evolved and um, it – It's kind of gone downward, and people have chosen to skip out on it. I don't think it's the worst decision that they've made. Um, But in his case, he decided to skip out on college, didn't go to trade school, didn't go to any of these schools. But what he did do is he started to work in the food industry. And so what he did was he would be a bus bus busboy, or he would be um, delivering these foods to people. But while he was doing this, like Chris said, he was making connections, and he was also um, talking to people who own these restaurants. And so he would hop from restaurant to restaurant, go to restaurant to restaurant and talk to all these people making connections, like we said, and now he owns many, um, well-known restaurants in the DFW area and he, he's successful. So I think that saying success is based off a college degree or based off of where you go being an alumni, um, that's false. I think that either way, um, you can have a really great, successful life. We wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about trade school. And I think there is a little bit of cloudiness and fogginess when it comes to this topic because not a lot of people promote it in a way. Um, I think, so there's trade school and there's technical school. Those are two different things. Trade school is essentially going to be your mechanics, your plumbing, your electrician, any of those type of work, your hands-on work, um, carpenter, any of those, that's trade school. Technical school, sorry guys, technical school is going to be more reserved for your arts, your fine arts, your videography, your um, cinema, those types of degrees, as well as now we have digital media, we have digital marketing, we have all of those types of things. I even think like authors, you could do English classes. I know Hillsdale College promotes a lot of those different classes where you can go in, you can get um, an English like certificate or English or writing certificate. Um, And of course, different employers are going to be looking for different things. But I think that having that under you're like having it on your resume is going to help you more and more so with technical schools i want to talk to the about this because this is my path this is where i'm kind of looking towards i am a senior in high school and i have decided that um by praying about it i wanted to kind of pursue something different than a four-year college i love to learn and i believe i will be a lifetime learner But at the same time, I think that I have experienced people who have been in college and who have went to college, and it's just not going to be for me. And so, what I've been, what I want to kind of share with you guys is that I have, um, and this is just local to my area. So I've been looking at technical schools. There are probably, and I haven't looked nationwide, but I have looked for a few people who have asked me, who who have reached out to me and been like. I feel stuck, I'm in my second year of college, and I'm I'm not loving what I'm doing, and I kind of feel like I've wasted my money. I've, I've gotten multiple of those messages. And that's what's kind of pressed me to make an episode like this, because I've looked for these people, and I have helped them find technical schools in their areas. So that means that there are going to be those options in every place that you look for, because like I've said, the world has evolved jobs are different now. Ever since COVID, different things have become available and people now work from home. That's a new big thing that a lot of people work from home. So for me, I have searched out videography um, campuses and there are many who will give you a degree. I think, like I said earlier, a lot of people misconstrue the narrative that if you go to a technical school, they'll just give you a certificate. No, they're giving you a degree. So I would, if I went to this specific school, I would get a videography degree for two years. And it kind of makes sense because if you go into college, the first two years are pretty much, unless you get AP or um, college credit courses in, in your high school, then you're going to be starting from the beginning and you're going to have to take those basic courses. That's your first basically two years of college are those basic courses. And for me, logically, it just doesn't make sense that I'm going to continue to do math and sciences that I've been doing for 12 years. So I, I think that you're getting the degree in technical school, you're jumping right to what you need to do in the real world, and you're getting a degree. So I feel like that's a great way. Um, and then for Chris... I wanted to ask you, because I think a lot of parents, when their kids say, like, I want to go to this college or this college, and they're kind of on the edge of, like, well, I've heard that it's indoctrinating. And I know you went to a Christian college, and I kind of want to share some stories of those who have been on liberal campuses, where it is an entirely different story. Mm -hmm. Um, But from personal experience, do you feel like, or did you experience any quote-unquote indoctrination where it was like these teachers were pressing their opinion on you
1: for that question i would say yes and no um i had a professor in my comp one course mm-hmm. where if you wrote a paper about like something about feminism we were asked our first essay was about like just to see our diagnostic i to see where we were at and um a student talked about uh feminism and they got an a and regardless of what their uh like writing skills were they just got an A like she just brimmed like skimmed over it and we were all comparing because we were like why did I get a D on this paper right. and this professor was grading like really heavily on our diagnostic and she was like this is what she would have made if it was a real paper and she if, still if, if
0: it was a real paper yeah goodness
1: yeah I... <laughs> and so basically she just like gave her an A and we asked her asked her about it and that whole se- like the whole semester until they. Like, got a new professor for us. It was uh-huh. just, it was really crazy. It was a crazy experience. Yes. And then also some other courses I would say that I've taken. I mean, at any time, if you're around someone, people reserve the right, they have their opinions. I mean, that's totally fine. I say at a Christian university, um, I mean, one, it's, its I'm extremely thankful to be able to attend where I get to go to school at and what I'm learning. But at the same time, there's things that we had a chapel service where, professor professor says something that completely went against what god says um and it's too much to break down now but i mean it's a crazy crazy world we live in and so i think that yes there were some i have some stories of indoctrination and and a lot of things but I, it's near not nearly as much as it would be at a public state university i mean it's totally fine if you see something differently as a professor and you want to express that and then students as well not agreeing with their professors i mean like you're in school for your, like, what you want. Like, right. if you're going for school for certain, certain and you're listening to other people and, like, professors and getting wisdom from people, I mean, you got to be careful because, I mean, like, you have to decide what you believe. You know, no one else can force you to believe something. That's what you have to decide. And so anywhere you go, it doesn't matter who you listen to, you can always take a bit of advice from someone you can take something from someone. Everyone can gain something from someone. And so I just say that, like, I wouldn't say exactly that we were being 100% indoctrinated. But there were some times and courses that I've taken. Yeah, that was just like like, little bits and pieces, and like professors that were like, "Whoa, hold up! I'm not taking a class with you. I do not want to be experiencing this." Because, man, that chapel, (laughs) wow, what a day! Everyone was like, like you could just hear like everyone was you know we're listening chapel we're going to worshiping and then like the speaker the professor gets up on stage and starts speaking for us that day, and then you just hear the whole like the whole school is just like, "Whoa, what just happened? What did he just say?" whoa what did he just say the whole yeah. school and then after that you just hear you get in the lunch or where go back to class and if you're going back with a professor i can only imagine what the students had to ask the whole day just like know. what did you just say in that chapel so it was really crazy and i mean he has a long tenure there at the campus so like he's like been there for a long time cool. so it was kind of like
0: so they kind of had him invited and it was like it, was we, just, we trust this guy yeah, you know and he
1: was just and then like you get up there him. and he was just like whoa what did he say
0: Good. So I I think, like, with public school, it is state-funded, government um, funds go to public schools, but do you believe personally that schools should stick to math, reading, like all the core subjects, instead of branching off into these um, opportunities for maybe indoctrination or someone's personal opinion to come in?
1: Are you talking about like high schools, grade schools middle schools, stuff like that or like Maybe colleges? Like,
0: well I'm thinking like I'm using cult, high school as an example like sometimes that happens where they have like uh, fine arts and that can mm. get a little trickle into like some liberal or conservative ultra like Republican views mm-hmm. so and I and I think it also has to do with an expectation of teachers of what you expect from your staff um, but do you think that's kind of gone off a little bit where, staff members or teachers or professors are able to say whatever they want to and the students are affected and there's no repercussions.
1: I believe that the core classes that Mm -hmm. everyone should have, yeah, whenever you're in those years, I think they're fundamental because you need to know how to do some basic things. Like, I mean, someone like you just need to kind of know things just to become well-rounded. But at the same time, I believe if we're going to school for eight hours a day, every day for like how many eight like like five days a week seven to
0: eight hours
1: and it's like eight months of the year or something like that what that is critical time like students could be like spending time with family they could be growing doing buildings like hands on stuff that's why I believe it's so important like uh, STEM like where they have the programs where it's like they're learning how to code they're learning how to and they're doing all these Cool things and actually using this time—the eight hours that they have—to do something that's going to be beneficial that they're learning and it's actually challenging them in the moment. Because the the regular test testing, you study each day, you do a test, and then, and this, then it's, and it's over, this, right? It's just like th- that. Never think, really, doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, when I was, uh, I think I was transitioning from eighth to ninth grade, and we had this class where it was like study schools i think that's what they called it but i feel like every single high school campus should have a course like that right before high school even even before middle school i think because it teaches you how to time manage it teaches you how to communicate with your teachers when you're kind of falling behind being like hey i'm, I'm struggling with this mm-hmm. and then it also helps you to study because mm-hmm. i i think a lot of our youth. And even I've had multiple teachers tell classes that I've been in saying like, yeah, I know. You learn the material, you remember it for five minutes right before the test, and then you forget it all. That's what our system has become where we're not actually learning information. We're just
1: putting it in our short-term memory.
0: Short-term memory to apply it for a test score that the state wants, and then we're gone
1: we're just another, yeah. another statistic you know and that's
0: why no one can answer history questions if you ask them a history question or um, ask them about like literature or English they're not able to respond because mm. it's not there it's not in their long-term memory um, and so I think that's another thing
1: yeah and i I totally agree that reminds me that like <clears throat> the studying like it's so important mm-hmm. a lot of students that are in college are like, over here that don't have time management skills and some of them just choose not to some of them choose not to do the schoolwork and they're just there to do whatever but there are a lot of people that just don't know how to study and i'm like
0: and they're kind of freaking out and
1: and i'm like it's okay calm down you just work at it every day you work a little bit every day and then you'll get to this place you want to be at and for some people i'm just like just calm down you're you're gonna be okay you're gonna get through this (laughs) it's just an exam it this does not doesn't define, define you. you. and God, God's not going to hate you because of it. Hopefully your parents have gotten to a point where it doesn't define who you are. But I think that's, yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah, and it's just one of those things. It's like, it's so important while you're in high school to be building up this, like, you know, doing all the things that you can do to get your resume built. You know, volunteering, serving, wherever you can, get hours in because they're going to need that. Your tests, your scores, your ACT, SAT, whatever you're doing, Your those those are, those are important. But you. they don't, they're not everything. They're because not for me, it. I had a lower ACT um, score. In a lower, like lower end. But I had a high GPA. Right. And, and then they
0: sometimes balance each other They out. did. Right.
1: And then I had the experience and I had the resume and the re- re- reference letters. Reference letters are really important. Like getting the people that you need. But, but that's not everything. We're not just numbers. We're people and we are like I was able to go to school very affordably because of the work that I put in. Right. Who knows what would happen if I didn't put in the work that I had. So I believe, I also 100% agree that everyone should be taking a class where it's like, this is how you time manage. This is how you, this, let's help you out. Maybe get adjusted to this. And then a next level adjustment to get you ready for the next step. Cause like the huge tra- transition between eighth grade and ninth grade, that's actually a really big transition for a lot of people. Transition. And then for 12th to college, just and in the real world, everything yeah. is just so crazy. It's the craziest you're, transition. You're moving
0: out of your house, away from your family, away from your parents, who essentially are like your bodyguards in a sense, yeah. like and your best friends. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully they're your best friends, and you have managed to have a relationship like that. But um, I I think that sometimes the setup of when we launch kids, kids in at such a young age at seventeen and eighteen maybe should be rethought you know because Mm. they're they're not fully developed we know that that they're not fully developed at that time like our uh saying the brain is not fully developed at that time so why are we allowing kids at such a young age be able to move off um usually um maybe two to three hours. Sometimes that's like the longest distance someone's away. And even then some go across country. You know? <laughs> and just they're like, I'm out of here. I'm um, leaving this place. Yeah, and there's no, there's no support for them when there are times when they go into either, if it's a Christian school um, or, or university where they have chapel and something crazy comes up that you've never heard at your church before. And the only thing you can do is call home and that's the only support you have and even then sometimes that that's not even available for people. So, I think it, it just questioning the narrative of why did we set that age to be like move out, you know? Yeah, there's
1: just there's a lot that goes into that and it's really crazy. And I'm like even being here like 17 and 18, uh-huh. like it's really crazy because it's like I know that I'm still growing mm-hmm. and I'm not where I need to be yet, but it's also like I've been I don't like when I came home for summer break, it was like whoa this is crazy because I you know I had my own schedule. I was doing my own thing. I was working. I was doing my own thing. Then I come back and I'm like, what am I doing it, with you my have, life now? You it's have totally,
0: nothing. It, it's it just, totally yeah. –
1: everything is gone. It's, it's just like – it doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. Like being back in the hometown does not feel the same. And it's just really crazy because it's like you're going – like you're doing schooling and then you come home. But you, you're used to the 12 years that you were in school every day. And then you come home. For college and, and you weren't even that college like it felt like it wasn't even that long because you didn't have you weren't in school all day right. most of the time was like studying or like there was a lot of stuff that you had a lot of free time I'm gonna be honest if you made free time you had a lot of free time and that's i just think that it's so important that we can be able to develop that in like early years so talking about like middle school high school they add like you know the pe extracurriculars where it's heavily they need heavily focus on those because those are really important too. Because that allows them to find a passion what they're passionate about.
0: Yeah, and I think like you have to be careful with those because family is like I, I believe like the family family unit is something so unique and so special that God has created um, your your own like built in support system. So I think that yes, time management like saying like I'm going to do this extracurricular activity or I'm going to go into this club, but also making time to like sit down at a dinner table and Mm. have those meals and talk to people. So then you're building those communication skills and, and you're also just learning more. And I think that when you build those family relationships, you know, you have something to come back to, Mm. um, instead of not, you know? And so one of my last questions for you is, and I think this is a big one for a lot of people, because mm. I, I got it on, uh, I asked you guys on Instagram what you had questions about on either college or thinking about college. What are some other options? And I feel like we've covered that a lot. But did you find yourself questioning your faith during your time at college?
1: This is the, this is a great question. I'm gonna have to yes. I mean. At every time, in every stage of life, you should be questioning things. Like, you should be growing at all times. We're growing people. We're learning always. I just think about um, the house that was built on the rock that stands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, your faith. If your faith is what you have, like if it's strong, nothing that the world throws at you, nothing that the devil puts in your way is going to stop you. Right. Like, I had. My I remember vividly, April 7th this year was the hardest day of my life. I was in my dorm room. I, like, it was struggling so bad. You just cry out to God. That's what I did. I cried out to God. I said, God, I can't do this alone. I need your help. Like, show me what I need to do. Like, you know, in the process of, like, the whole semester I was in the process. Like, how am I going to transfer? Because I already had the awful semester, my first semester in college. I just needed to, like, what am I going to do, you know? So I leaned on to God. And so absolutely. But I know God was with me every step of the way and the people and there were always people at every corner at my work at the job that I worked at the church that I worked for just it was people always there for me supporting me emotionally and spiritually pouring and overfilling my cup so then I could pour to the people around me and so absolutely I feel like
0: but you weren't you weren't questioning your faith in a negative
1: light right? no absolutely not because i am totally sold like my mission my why why i'm alive is to make jesus known like that is why i live i live to see people right saved yeah, that's, that's, that's my that's life
0: our, that's our calling and i mean i think that that's what people are sometimes like nervous about is like questioning your faith in a bad way there are people who went into college and came out the other side questioning their faith in a negative light and i think a Part of that, and maybe you would agree with me, is that if you don't go to college in the first, like, month or so, find, like, a church home in Mm. your own college town, that that's detrimental to your spiritual light and being connected,
1: you know? That, growing up, like, you know, you have to own the faith. That has to be what you believe. If you grow up in a church home in a family that loves you and cares for you and they're, like, taking you to church, eventually you're going to have to decide if that's what you believe. Mm -hmm. And for some people, they walk away from the faith. And that's really sad because you see them and they grow. But like same time, people also accept the faith and they grow. College is so pivotal when, you like like you said, the first month you need to plug in. You need to get that, that support group, you know. A lot of colleges have college small groups or a club on campus that's like Christian-oriented in faith where you have a meal once a week and you come and talk about your high points of the week and your lows of the week. And you just – you grow and serve and you work together. And you just – those people – the type of the people I feel like I want to be surrounded by Mm -hmm. people that are committed to their faith and just know and so I believe that if you're actively like already questioning your faith it's important to ask those questions go to someone that you trust that can answer those questions for you and just talk to God and you'll just see it'll grow you'll grow but I believe that it's really important that you get plugged in immediately because if you don't you're never going to want to get plugged in once you don't it's just you and that goes for anything, your faith. Like, if even if you're not in college, like, if you're not plugged in somewhere, what you don't have any motivation. Like, people say that, oh, I don't need to go to church, and I'm like, you may not need to, but you should. You know what's well, what I'm saying? He's
0: like, maybe, maybe, like, switch those. Maybe you shouldn't, but you need to. I yeah. think the need's there. Yeah. Because even if you deny, deny, deny in your head that you don't need that um, physical, like, com- uh, community and connection, Mentally, you're going to start kind of drain a little bit mm-hmm. from that and be like, well, where did my spirituality go? You know, and mm-hmm. so one of the things I'm not a parent personally, I'm, I'm not a parent, um, but I did um, Have a conversation with a mom who had taken her kiddos off to school to college And she made it a priority her and her husband made it a priority for each of her kids to take them to different churches. The first week they were there, take them out to lunch afterwards and kind of talk and discuss like, what are the vital points of this church? Like, what do they believe? And is this something that is going to be a good church home for you? So they made it a priority to help their kids find a church because I feel like if your parents aren't kind of like, like giving that little nudge, you know, to be like, well, we're not gonna be there anymore. So it's your responsibility, your responsibility. responsibility now to um, kind of like Chris said, your faith is your own. This is your turning point. Like mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit's always going to be there, and people are going to always be planting seeds, but you have to, like a gardener, kind of just grow that so it can become something beautiful. Yeah. So I think, as like from that parent's perspective, that would be a great if you're a parent listening. That would be a great way to pour into your kid is to help them find a
1: church. For sure. Like for me, like we had that first week we got there. Mm-hmm. And then it was Saturday night. We were all doing our thing, yeah. but then it came time that we had to go to bed because we all had church the next morning. Right. And we didn't go to the same churches, which is fine because everyone has to find what works for them.
0: That but there was
1: obviously it was a Christian college, but at the same time, like we weren't really necessarily forced to. But it's one of those things. was like, why wouldn't I? You know, like.
0: Well, the, the expectation to go to sleep early.
1: Oh, I yeah, I like, guess so. I
0: feel, or I mean, I I think that some services have changed their times to a little bit
1: later. But, oh, for but, sure. Yeah, but, I guess go to sleep early because yeah. I mean, but it, it wasn't necessarily. But my first service I got there, I went to with my roommate, and it was like the biggest church I've ever seen. <laughs> and it was so crazy. We walked in, I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" Yeah. And I was like, "Dang!" But it was a great service, and I I just think, but I eventually found my home, found your home church. and then. And I love that and now, group. And
0: now you're pursuing ministry that
1: you Yeah, yeah. It. Actually, really, my freshman year really helped me, yeah. like, puff, like push to find my calling, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, that year, this the hard times, all that came together, you know? That, yeah. Like, the, it intertwined. And it just, yeah. you know, it's like, it just you're confident. Yeah. And you're just confident yeah, about it. And it's just really cool because, I mean, like we said, it's important to question your faith in a good way. Yeah. It, to answer the questions. In a
0: good way. Last question for you, Chris, is is there any advice you would give to someone either in college who feels stuck um, or someone who is just like thinking through their future, like a high school student who has been bombarded by you have to pick a college right now, do it right now and apply. Um, what would be your piece of advice or pieces of advice for them?
1: For me, first one is pray, open your Bible, yeah. connect it to the word of God. That's <clears throat> He's going to help you. God is going to help you and lead you to where you need to be. First of all, second of all, go to a counselor. Go get not like mentally counselor, but like go to get some advice. Admissions counselor maybe, yeah, and just favorite. and just maybe ask them what are their what do they think. Go to people that you know, friends, family. Ask them their story. But for you, you ultimately have to decide what you want. So if you feel stuck, you have to come to realize that. Like you have to see yourself and say, why am I stuck? What is happening? What am I going to do about it? It's no one else's job to do something about it. It's you. God gave you the shovel. You start digging and start finding a way to get out of the situation you're in. And so I believe that. And for seniors in high school that are thinking about going to college, try different options. Go look. Go tour a, another school. Go tour. Go to a technical school. See what it's about. Ask people who are in the field. Get some advice. Like our grandpa, like he does farming. Like owns a farm. Helpful. So like we, we had that experience. Like maybe – that wasn't for us, but maybe, like we got to work there during the summers, and we got to experience that. And there are a lot of people that do that for a living. And and so maybe just go around asking your local—maybe your neighbors have a story or just anywhere you can get connected. So I feel like if you're stuck, you don't have to stay that way. You can always get out of it. So I believe that it's like—just my biggest advice is, one, to get to God first because that's the most important, too. Like, open your Bible, read it, and then go to people because a lot of people have stories, and you can always grow, learn from someone. So if you just feel stuck, that's my biggest piece yeah, of advice.
0: I love this piece of advice. I want to leave you guys with a Bible verse um, because we're talking about the future, talking about planning. Um, a really great and well-known verse, um, but shouldn't be overlooked, is Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11. And it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a hope and a future. And I think just leaving you guys with that, praying over you wherever you are and knowing that... Your future is going to be okay. Um, Maybe take a breath and, you know, like don't get too overwhelmed, right? Um,
1: Just live in the moment. You know, you'll get to where you want to be. It's not not right now. You don't have to figure out your life 100% right Right. now because every day you keep going.
0: Yeah, and just to apply the verse really quick, it says, like, I know the plans I have for you. That's what the Lord is saying to you. He knows your plans, and sometimes we get in the way of those plans, and it gets a little messy. So maybe, like we said, just take a breath chill out it's going to be okay work hard at what you're doing and make the most of it and I think that's what we want to leave you with so yeah. thank you guys so much for listening um, if you want to find Chris where can they find
1: you? okay so I have an Instagram and it's Morris, 701 and that's my other one and you, from there you can find my other ones because right. I have them in my link and you can just go there and that's the best way to keep up with me because I answer DMs I post my story mm-hmm. just that's the best way to keep up with me so yeah. thanks for having me on the podcast yeah. I really enjoyed this episode really good Thank you for good coming. opportunity. So thanks Anne. Yeah,
0: thank you for coming on. I really enjoyed it and I know listeners are gonna be impacted by it. So thank you.